SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Warning. The following program contains shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Julius Randle is a nice piece to the pie, but man, he was awful. He's not a number one guy. He just isn't. Barrett isn't a number one guy right now. They're two and three guys. They are at least one superstar player away. It's Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel. Welcome to Opposite Picks right here on Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM Channel 204 and your local radio affiliate on this Friday, June 4th. Yours truly is Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next two glorious hours. Taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. Want to follow me on Twitter? Send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-O-S-I-T-E-P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to my website, oppositepicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Emails, tweets, phone calls, little YouTube chat as well on an Opposite Picks Friday. Well, LeBron is no match for the Wetzel Black Cloud. Denver dumps Portland. Lakers first. Clippers next. More overtime hockey in the NHL. Straight A's for T. Scandal? No. Family? Yeah. Rest? Uh, how much rest do you need? Is 20-0 doable? This NFL player thinks so, and leave it to Major League Baseball. We'll get to all those stories, push your phone calls, emails, and tweets again right here on a Friday, June 4th, as we close out the first week of June. What's up, LLs, loyal listeners? How are you on this uh, Friday morning? Uh, NBA, as usual, we got some playoff basketball last night. We got uh, some blowouts in the NBA, as usual. Uh, we got close games in the NHL, as usual. In fact, both games went to overtime. Boy, if you play that overtime prop, we've talked about this many a times, 20 games now. In the NHL postseason, have gone to overtime. It is just remarkable how close these games are. You know who won last night, and uh, we have a player, and you can bet this on that says his goal. You know, maybe everyone's goal is to go twenty zero, but when you talk about it, it's a different story. So uh, you can get the odds twenty seven to one on this particular player slash team as well. So we'll break it all down. We'll do over our uh, pyramid plays. Uh, we were let down by the WNBA last night. Boy, how do they know? Even in the WNBA, you know, you think the, the goofy WNBA would be without corruption, but no, definitely not. So we'll get into that, and we'll check out our shots on goal props and then over the, all the pyramid plays that we uh, normally play uh, as we did yesterday. So pretty good day uh, with uh, sports. You got little uh, French Open tennis, and again, uh, more losers on the uh, French Open. Uh, thank you, Wetzel Black Cloud. So a lot to get to over the next two hours. Again, 844 6879. Send a tweet. Uh, it is at Opposite Picks. You want to email me, go to the website, oppositepicks.com. Hit the contact, Scott Icon, and fire away. All right, we'll begin with the little NBA. You can't screw around with the Wetzel Black Cloud. What are you kidding me? I, I mean, I don't care how good you are. You want to debate whether LeBron is the greatest, the second, third, fourth, fifth, top ten player of all time. You know, go ahead, have that debate. But there, there is no debate. He is no match. 
for the Wetzel Black Cloud. Nobody is. I can't even hold it against him because nobody can hold a candle to the Wetzel Black Cloud. We did it to the Lakers. You had to take one for the team. I told you that yesterday. We screwed up one of our uh, six club parlays as we welcome in our full audience here on an opposite picks Friday. Scott Wetzel sitting in, taking you right up until uh, 7 a.m. Eastern time, starting with the NBA postseason. Yeah, Lakers lose at home. They get crushed. The score is not indicative of how one side of this game was uh, 113 to 100. Lakers were down 18 in the first quarter. In the first quarter, they trailed by 22 after one, 36 14. An elimination game for LeBron James at home. You know, I, I really I had my plans to stay up and watch the thing, and I was going to try and finagle it and just either I, debating whether I was just going to stay up, depending on how long the game went, or, uh, you know, get a couple of hours sleep. But I, I really I wanted to watch the end of this thing. I figured it would be a close game. Or if it was a blowout, I figured the Lakers would be blowing them out. After the first question, that's it. You know, I've seen enough NBA games to know it wasn't over, mind you, but I'm like, I'm not killing myself in a 22 point first quarter lead for the Phoenix Suns. And the Lakers never made a run. You know, they made it somewhat respectable in the third quarter, but they trailed by 21 at the half. Uh, they trailed by double digits heading into the fourth quarter, and you know basically they were sitting on a double-digit uh, deficit the whole way. AD, Anthony Davis, tried to play, went about five minutes. He, he was no good. He couldn't play. He couldn't even move. It's stupid for them to even try uh, to play him, considering he's the face of the franchise, and considering that you know he is technically – I won't even say technically. He is. He'll be a free agent at the end of the year. There's, there's no guarantee that he's returning to the Lakers. Now, all the occasions point to him trying to turn, you know, uh, returning, but he could just walk up and leave. So, you know, he was risking serious injury last night, knowing that even if he wanted to stay with the Lakers, if he did something serious, the Lakers, you know, after this year would just say, well, sorry, you know. So I give him credit for trying last night, but he didn't have it. Five minutes and that was that. So we told you yesterday we were going to put the Lakers in as our best play. We did. We told you yesterday we're going to put the Lakers in on the not only the best NBA play, but the best play overall. It was a double whammy, Wetzel Black Cloudy. They had no shot. They had no shot. I mean, you think it was because LeBron is old? You think it was because AD was broken down? You think it was because Frank Vogel doesn't have a coach's way out of a paper bag? Nope. That's not why they lost. You think it was because Devin Booker had 47? Oh, no, that's not why they lost. They lost because they succumbed to the Wetzel Black Cloud. Join the group, boys. Cha-ching, cha-ching with an opposite picks. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Again, puts it down. Paul Intruder. Chris Paul grinding away. Bridges corner three. Good. Big shot by Mikel Bridges. Gets them in their sets. Gets a good shot attempt every time. Big shot by Chris Paul. What a stroke. He's come out and had a terrific fourth quarter. Crowder three. Good. Big time three by Jay Crowder. And here comes Chris Paul. And the Phoenix Suns will give it to Booker with a drive and a season high of 47. He's 
And the Phoenix Suns have gone on the road after missing the playoffs for 11 consecutive years. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Yeah, TNT there with the call. Yep, as the Phoenix Suns go on to crush the Lakers 113-100 in a game, like I said before, <clears throat> that really wasn't even that close. They led by 22 after one, 20-plus 20 uh, at halftime, uh, double digits heading into the fourth quarter. And uh, the Lakers had no answers for Devin Booker last night. 47 points. AD plays five minutes before he was lifted. Uh, LeBron only had 29 points. And I say that in, in that, you know, normally 29 is respectable. And I suppose it is. But you knew going in. We told you that yesterday. You know, FanDuel, not idiots. They bumped his total from 24 and a half in the other games right around there. 23 and a half to 24 and a half. Up to 31 and a half. Because the whole world knew LeBron was going to have to carry this team. And he just wasn't good enough to do it. He just, he's too old. 11 of 26 shooting. At least he took some shots. You know, the old LeBron wouldn't even take those shots. He'd be dishing the ball off to the Dennis Schroeders and the Colwell Popes of the world. And then afterwards say, well, you know, I passed to the open man. Yeah, but the open man sucks. There's a reason why he's open, LeBron. So he took his 26 shots, only made 11, 3 of 10 from three-point land. Not going to cut it. And uh, he ends up with, uh, you know, like I said, a respectable 29 points, but uh, that's not getting it done. Not getting it done on a night that you don't have AD. You had to go for 35-plus. You had to. Listen, Devin Booker goes for 47. So there, there you go. The, you know, that's the difference. Um, you know, is it fair to critique a guy on whether he scored 47 points or not? Well, you know what? In the NBA, yeah. You know, you got Damian Lillard going for 50. You got Joker going for 36 every night. You got this guy going for 40. Yeah, you know what? If you want to win in the postseason and you want to consider yourself to be one of the best players in the game, if not the best in his mind anyway, you got to go for 35, 40, 45, 47 like Booker did. You have to to carry your team to some of these wins. I mean, look at the Phoenix Suns last night. All right, Booker got his 47, right? Uh, Jay Crowder had 18, no big deal. Bridges had 10. Uh, Chris Paul had 8. Uh, Johnson had 10 coming off the bench. That's it. The, the next highest scorer, Crowder with 18, and a couple of guys with 10. They put four, four players, four players, three other besides Booker in double figures. That's it. He carried the team. That's what you needed out of LeBron James. And it's not like the Phoenix Suns have a bunch of shooters where, you know, you can't, you know, double-team Booker because you got to worry about Chris Paul. You got to worry about Jake. No one's worried about Jake Crowder. No offense, but, you know, I know he's got a ring, but or at least went through a title game last year. Uh, no, no one's worried about Mikhail Bridges, all right? They, they're just not. This is a one-man band team. It's why they don't get the respect with the boys in Vegas and FanDuel like all the others do. So, And LeBron was in a similar spot, and LeBron, just face it, you're not man enough. You, LeBron James was not man enough to carry his team to a win. How about that? And that's the subject of our poll question today. You know, whose career basically is over? You know, the most likeliest. LeBron James, Tigers, Tommy, the proverbial. And I know what you're saying. Well, Tom Brady just won a Super Bowl, but he's also 55 years old. So, you know, sooner or later, he it will end for Tom Brady. So based on championships, what veteran player's personal title run is most likely is to be over? James, Tom Brady, or other. We'll update that a couple times before we are through. Uh, but it's a beautiful thing. 
I, I told you, I told you, I told you, I told you. When we put LeBron in the Lakers, that is the best play. They had no shot. They had no shot whatsoever. And so why don't I go play the Lakers then, or, or the uh, the Phoenix Suns? Because then that's reversing the opposite pick. You know, you, you, if you got to put the hammer, if you got to put the black cloud, you got to put the black cloud. The black cloud is risking money. And uh, there's no way the boys in Vegas and uh, the, the you know the gambling gods are going to allow us to win. So when we all bet the Lakers, it's as good as a loss. They might as well not even have played the game. They they should call us up and say, "Who's your best play? Are you going to put the black cloud on us? And then if so, we'll we'll just forfeit the game. Why not?" Denver beat Portland in the other game, 126-115. Uh, they win the series four games to two as well. So all the first-round matchups are done except for the uh, Clippers and Mavericks. Uh, they have game six later on tonight. So none of these games went to game seven. Uh, Denver down 10 late in the third quarter. Made a nice comeback. Uh, Lillard had 28, uh, but he had one field goal in the fourth quarter. That's Damian Lillard. You know, I, again, you hate the bashing guy who is clearly the best player on the team, and, and the team wouldn't even be a playoff team without him. But I said it after game five. The guy's got 55 points or whatever it was. Game's on the line, 11 seconds left, and he's passing the ball in double overtime. Can't do it. Can't do it. You want to win, you got to take the shot. You want to be the man, you got to take the shot. You want respect, you got to take the shot. Last night, 28 points. Pretty good, right? Not great, but pretty good. One field goal in the fourth quarter. Can't disappear. Life on the line. Season on the line. You know, you have a lead heading into the fourth quarter. Team is begging. They're they're begging for somebody to step up and hit a couple of shots. Denver run. And, you know, he threw up a couple of off-balance, crazy-looking threes, which he does hit on occasion, but he wasn't hitting them last night. One field goal in the fourth quarter. And they lose, not only do they lose, but they end up losing by double digits, 126 to 115, which I thought was a little weird in that, I don't know, they took guys out with 31 seconds left, down 10. Denver was at the free throw line. I forget who it was. He was shooting the second of his two free throws. There's 31 seconds left, and Denver and Portland pulled all their starters off the court. I don't know. Uh, there's something about that that just irked me. Um, you know, if if I, you know, it's not about covering the spread because they weren't going to cover the spread laying five, clearly. But you know, guy misses the free throw, Portland gets the rebound, Lillard throws up a three, hits it. All of a sudden, they're down seven with 24, 25 seconds left. I mean, I don't know. Under normal circumstances, I'd say, yeah, okay, call off the dogs. No big deal. Go fight for another day. But when it's your elimination game and the season's over, I don't know, 31 seconds. I've seen crazier things happen, right? I, I just never give up unless it's like three or four seconds left, something ridiculous like that. But you don't know the guy's going to make the second free throw. He did, but you didn't know that. And again, you get the rebound. You, you throw up a quick three. All of a sudden, you're down seven with, with 24, 25 seconds left. Maybe you foul. Maybe they turn the ball over. Maybe, maybe you can uh, prevent them from inbounding the ball. I mean, you know, you just I just don't give up, but they gave up. So Denver ends up winning it by 11. Biggest shot of the night. Uh, it wasn't from Lillard, clearly. It wasn't from Michael Porter, who ended up with 26 points, 22 in the first quarter. Uh, it wasn't from the Joker, who ended up with, I think it was 36 points. Um, it actually came from Aaron Gordon. They're up six. You know, they were up a couple. Uh, they were up 10-11, uh, and uh, Portland made a little bit of a run. They cut it to six with about a minute left. He's standing in the corner all by himself, gets the ball, 
nothing but net. They go back up nine, final minute, ball game over. And you can see that that was it for, for Portland and, and Lillard. Biggish Aaron Gordon corner jumper from three. Uh, so Denver wins. Now you got a Denver-Phoenix Suns matchup. You think uh, ABC and the four-letter network are jumping for joy over that? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't, uh, you know, it is what it is. Denver's probably better than Portland. But Phoenix, you think they were rooting for the Phoenix Suns over the Lakers and LeBron? Mm, I don't think so. You know, they could probably deal with Dallas, you know, because of Luka over the Clippers, but uh, they lost two of their bullets for sure. So we got a Phoenix-Denver matchup. How about that? All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back, and we'll see what the lines are for that series, and then we'll check out the NHL, which had not one but two games go to overtime. Opposite picks on a Friday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Radio Network. Moves it to the circle. They set up. Oh, he scores! A power play goal for Sebastian and it's a 2-1 series lead for Tampa as Carolina picks up the win in game three. Second goal, third point tonight for Sebastian Ajo. Yeah, a little overtime hockey. How about that? How many times have we said that? Well, to, to be exact, this is the 20th. 20 games in the first round have gone to overtime. How goofy is that? Boy, I tell you what, the NHL has got to be loving this for sure. Carolina last night, you heard of Sebastian Ajo with a little one-timer in the slot. Uh, gets the game winner as Carolina beats Tampa Bay 3-2 to two as they uh, cut into Tampa Bay's lead. It's now uh, two games to one in the best-of-seven series. Bruins in overtime beat the Islanders 2-1. Uh, to one. NBC Sports there with the call, by the way. Uh, in overtime, Brad Marchand uh, from a side angle that, uh, you know, you wouldn't be able to score if you tried a, a thousand times. But uh, the NHL player is the NHL player, so... Boston takes a 2-1 series lead. They really dominate. Like they really dominated this series so far. Now, it's only been three games, but they really could be up three games to none. Outside of one bad period, second period in game two. Otherwise, uh, they, they dominated last night, and uh, uh, Varlamov, who was in back and goal for the Islanders, uh, you know, did a great job making that just a, a one nothing game for the longest time. Islanders score with about five minutes left in regulation. They go to overtime, and the Marshawn scores with about five minutes in. Same thing with Carolina. They score with about four minutes uh, into the extra session, so you didn't have to stay up late. So for the season now, uh, I mean, in the postseason, favorite, one favorite covered, Boston, one lost, uh, Tampa Bay. Favorites in the NHL. Why don't we run down our scores here before we get to the uh, in the NBA playoffs? Favorites are now twenty-eight and twenty-three. Three games going off as pick'em. Over/unders twenty-five overs, twenty-nine unders. Overtime games twenty of the fifty-four overtime or twenty of the fifty-four games so far have gotten to overtime. Twenty yes, thirty-four no. That's a remarkable percentage. It, it really is. Um, the favorite and under combo leads the way with 16. Favorite over 12. 
Uh, underdog get under 12, underdog get over 11. So pretty balanced there. A couple of pickups thrown in there. Um, one goal games. 27 of the 54 have been one goal games. Half. Literally half. Throw in two goal games, which empty netters really cause it to be two goal games more times than not. And 34 of the 54 NHL playoff games so far have been decided by two goal, uh, two goals or less. You know, there's a system, and it's not really a system, but people like to lay a goal and a half. Well, if you've done that this year, you've gotten crushed. Uh, you know, whether it's big-time favorites, uh, pick-em type of games, but these teams just do not win by two goals. That's why if you take a goal and a half, even if it's a big dog, you're laying monster odds. You're, you're laying like two to one if you're taking a goal and a half. And if you're laying a goal and a half, you're getting two, two, two and a half to one, but it's just, it's not coming in. It's just, it's amazing. Like I said, half the games uh, have been one goal or less. NBA, on the other hand, two more double digit wins yesterday out of 41 playoff games, 26 now have been by double digits. Only 15, think about that, only 15 out of 41 playoff games. This is supposed to be the cream of the crop, the best teams in the league. You know, even matchups and everything else. And, you know, maybe not so much with these uh, first-round games, but, you know, outside of the 8-1 matchup, you even had the Lakers as a number 7 seed. So throw that out the window, right? Um, It's been nothing but blowout after blowout after blowout. And we got a couple more last night. Favorites in the NBA, 28 and 13 straight up, 26 and 15 against the spread. Over-unders, 24 overs, 16 unders with one push. Last night, we had uh, both favorites fail to cover and win. They both lost, and uh, the over hit uh, both times. So the underdog and the over was your combination last night. Uh, favorites and over continue to lead the way with 14. Uh, favorites and under 11, favorites in a push one, and then underdog and over nine, underdog and under only six times because you just haven't had that many unders. So it's uh, it's, been, uh, it's postseason dominated by favorites so far. You generally make money that way with the boys at FanDuel, you would think, right? So if you haven't made money this postseason in the NBA, eh, you're probably not going to. Uh, baseball last night, you had eight home teams win, four lose. And you had a slight over, seven overs, five unders. So for the week, we like to keep track of this stuff, 34 overs, excuse me, uh, 34 home teams, 17 road teams have won. So two-to-one margin there. And then uh, 27 overs, 23 unders with one uh, one push, your major league scoreboard. So odds are out uh, for these new series, but we zip through the first round, huh? Not, not one game seven. We might get it tonight. I, I think we will. Uh, Clippers are a two and a half, three point uh, road favorite right now. FanDuel has them at three at Dallas to even up the series. That's your only game tonight. Then you got Milwaukee and Brooklyn starting tomorrow. You got Philadelphia and Atlanta starting on Saturday or uh, Sunday. And then you have uh, Denver and Phoenix on the That is a Monday. Don't know if they're going to throw any others in there, but right now that is schedule. As far as uh, the futures are concerned, let's check those out real quickly. Uh, Brooklyn, you still get buck seventy five, one sixty five. Uh, I told you yesterday that that's pretty good odds. Uh, no LeBron James staring them down, so one less concern. Utah's the second choice at three to one, bucks five to one. Phoenix now at nine to one. 
they are finally, 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 finally starting to get respect. The Phoenix Suns, we've discussed it here uh, ad nauseum, so I won't belabor the point, but they were 30 to 1 <clears throat> just a couple of days ago. 30 to 1. And again, as we pointed out yesterday, it is amazing. We're going to scour over these NFL, we'll just say, you know, Super Bowl odds, right? Uh, we're going to analyze them all June. We're going to analyze them all July. We're going to look at preseason gains, and we're going to analyze them all August. And we're going to try and find an underdog that gives you good value, this, that, what have you. For what? For, for what? The Phoenix Suns two days ago was 30 to 1, and now they're down to 9 to 1. What, what is the point of going through all this preparation, this, that, what have you, when the odds fluctuate that much in a matter of days? Them being down 2-1, even when they were 2-2, I remember talking about it. They were 30-1. to They had gone up because they were 18-1. to Then it went to 26-1. to Maybe it wasn't 30. It was 26-1. to My bad. They went to 26-1. to And... You know, now that's down to nine to one based on a win against the Lakers that people, you know, thought could occur because the odds in the Lakers series wasn't so one sided. I told you that it didn't make any sense. The futures on the Suns and the odds on their series against the Lakers didn't correlate. It made no sense. So even nine to one, I think you're getting good value. But I must say, I like this Nuggets team. You know, um, I haven't seen much of them since Murray left. But watching the game last night, you know they, they started that game a little earlier because of the Lakers. They wouldn't have you know prime time all by themselves. That's a darn good team. You know if you could have thrown Jamal Murray. Now I don't know how he's going to mix with all these guys, but they got some players on that team. I, I tell you what, that Suns Nuggets series. Now it's not going to have the limelight. It's not going to have LeBron. It's not going to have Luca. You know it does have the Joker, but you know I, I don't. I don't envision him as a guy like, okay, the Denver Nuggets are playing, the Joker's playing. I got to stop everything I'm doing and go watch this. Just, I don't sense that. They haven't, you know, they're not on mainstream USA just yet. As crazy as it sounds, um, I'm talking like they're near Main Street. They're standing by Main Street. They're looking at Main Street, but they're not on Main Street. There's only a few teams that are really on Main Street Clippers, Lakers, Nets. Greek freak was really not Greek. Bucks, um, you know, to a lesser extent, 76ers. That's really it. Dallas is is kind of looking there as well with Luka. You know, they're about to step on Main Street, but they're not. Even with the, as good as they are and even as good as Denver is, uh, no one's going out of their way. Portland clearly is not, even though they have Lillard. So this is a chance for both the Nuggets and Suns to really get themselves on Main Street. They got to do it one time, um, you know. So it should be a fun competitive series. I don't think the average Joe Schmo is going to watch. I really don't. I, I think the ratings are going to be horrible for this. But uh, you know, listen, it is what it is. These these are the teams that uh, advanced, and uh, there's not much you can do about it. But I like this Denver team. You know, I'd like Phoenix as well, but I think Denver has too much firepower. Well, I tell you, you put Jamal Murray on this team, if they really could make it all work between Gordon and Porter Jr., you know, Austin Rivers has this knack for hitting big-time shots. He had another big-time late three yesterday. Millsap, a veteran player. This Monte Morris, who's not one of the Markeefe Morrises. He's, a, he's another Morris. They got more Morrises than Carter has pills. Uh, he went for 22 last night. 
You know, he's not a 22-point-a-night scorer, but he's capable, as we saw. They got some cap- – this is a good team. It's it's going to take a big-time effort to knock them off. Um, it, it would not shock me. I think you're getting pretty good value. Now, I don't think they'd beat the Nets in, in the NBA championship, but if you just want to say Western Conference, you could still get them at 7.5-1. to one. You know, they beat Phoenix two of the three matchups. All three were decided by 10 points or less. Two went to overtime, so it'll be a good series. But they could beat Phoenix. Then they could beat Utah or Dallas or the Clippers, you know, whoever they have to face next. I mean, seven and a half to one to just win the West is pretty good. I like that. like that a lot. All right, opposite picks right here. Sports Grid Radio, Series 67204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 55-point effort. There's Jokic to spin it. It is good. Jokic taking over. Up 11, their biggest lead of the night. On the attack goes Damian Lillard. They get it. Portland does not have a foul to give. Denver in the bonus the rest of the way. Morris to Jokic. Jokic on a rim run. He scores. And Denver adds to their lead. Another Anthony in. He'll put it in. Portland needing baskets quickly. They get a quick two on the inbounds. Huge offensive rebound for Green. Jokic. Gordon for three. It's good. That could be the dagger. The Portland Trailblazers will have been eliminated four of the last five years in the first round, and that is it. Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets put the Blazers away in six. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. At TNT there with the call as, uh, yes, uh, the Denver Nuggets do knock off the Portland Jail Blazers by 11 points. Another double-digit uh, outcome uh, in the NBA postseason as they win that series four games to two. And yeah, that, that's our Cinderella type of team. You know, would they have enough to beat the uh, Brooklyn Nets in the final? No, you know, no, no nobody does. So you, you could put literally, you could put an old, well, should I go that far? I don't know if I go. Well, yeah. You know what? You could put an all-star team together of the remaining clubs, and I think I'd still take the Nets. You could have Luka with Dallas. I'm going to give you Kawhi with the Clippers. That's a pretty good start. You could put uh, Aiton in the middle, but you know what? He's a big stiff. He's not that good. That's what's going to hold back the Suns. They need one more real bona fide star player. They, I don't know if it's him or they just don't utilize him. Like he's an old school center, but it's not old school, so they just ignore. It. Like they don't. I've never seen a big guy have less plays run for him than than DeAndre Ayton. He really, if he went to another team and they concentrated on him, I think he could be really good. But they just they don't give him alley oops. They don't give him any plays. Nothing. So, but I take the big man in the middle. I'll take my backcourt with uh, Donovan Mitchell, and then I got the Joker. Yeah, maybe they would beat the Nets. Maybe, maybe they would. Although, 
the Nets with their moxie and their attitude and, and everything else, you know, the one thing they have that all those other players outside of Kawhi don't have, championships. Kawhi would be the only one. You know, think about how good they could be, whether it's Chris Paul, whether it's Luka, whether it's a Joker, whether it's Mitchell, you know, uh, whether it's Paul George. You want to put that Joker on there? The only one that would have championships to his resume would be Kawhi, whereas the Nets, they would have Durant and they would have uh, Kyrie. And, uh, you know, a couple of those guys uh, maybe have some championship rings, but, you know, the main guys, they, they would have it. So... Yeah, you know, I think I take my chances on the Nets versus the field. And when I mean the field, I mean the field. I mean everybody. So, but I think the Nuggets are plus 750 and plus 16 to 1 to win it all. <clears throat> Pretty good. Not bad at all. Got an article sent to me. Let's spend a couple of minutes on football. Why not, right? Uh, got an article on uh, one Pat Mahomes sent to me the other day <clears throat> who was asked about, you know, what's his motivation, what are his goals, the upcoming season, this, that, and what have you, losing in the Super Bowl. And he mentioned going undefeated. And not just undefeated in a regular season, but undefeated through the postseason and obviously finishing out 20-0. and 0. And I started thinking to myself, myself, you know, as a Dolphin fan, you always, you know, you got to worry about these things. You know, is there a team that can go 17-0? Well, FanDuel, believe it or not, has a bet that you can make in which you can bet on Tampa Bay. We'll start with them going 17-0, uh, plus 50-1. to 1. No would be plus uh, 20,000 or 2,000-to-1. Uh, you know, you'd have to lay $20,000 to win a hundred. Who's doing that? Right. Nobody, uh, Kansas city though, going 17 to one. So not even 20 to one, 27 to one. Yes. 50 to one. No. And then they get the lions going winless. Um, and then the Houston Texans going winless. You bet the lions to go winless. You get 24 to one odds. I don't think the lions would go winless. The Houston Texans though. That would be losing to Jacksonville twice, keep in mind. You get 17 to 1 odds on the Texans going 0 and 17. They won't go 0 and 17. Somewhere along the line, they'd, they'd find a way to get a win. I wouldn't do that. So if I had to pick one out of all these Bucks going undefeated, Chefs going undefeated, Lions or Texans going winless, that Chiefs one at 27 to 1 going undefeated stands out. And when you have a player you know, as prominent as Pat Mahomes is talking about that. Now, everybody wants to go undefeated, and no one goes into a season saying, yeah, I want to lose a couple of games. You know, they, they all want to go undefeated. But when you talk about it, when it's a cognizant thought, you know, when you're 5-0 and and, you know, you're, you're set for a letdown because you got to buy the following week, and you're like, yeah, yeah, you know, no big deal. We got a three-game lead already. You know, we're going to get the number one seed. You know, when you have a player – who really has that goal set to go undefeated. Then you look at the Kansas City Chefs schedule. And I tell you, it's hard to play this game, but it's fun to play this game. Let's base the schedule for this year on the results of what happened last year. That's the only way you can really do it, right? It's a tough schedule to start. They open up with Cleveland, but at home, rematch of the playoff game. They'll beat the snot out of the Browns, I'm sure. Then they play at Baltimore. That won't be easy. 
Good to get one of those two teams out of the way if you're a Dolphins fan, much like last year. They played each other early on in the season because those are two teams that we kind of have to worry about going undefeated, right? So it's good that we know at least one of them, barring a tie. And, uh, you know, that would be the perfect world because that means uh, they went uh, not undefeated. Well, they would be undefeated, but they wouldn't, you know, have all wins. So they got to play at Baltimore. That's tough. Then they got the Chargers at home win. Eagles on the road win. Eagles are going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. They do have Buffalo, but at home. Washington on the road. They're not losing to the uh, to the uh, Redskins. Uh, potatoes. The Tennessee Titans on the road. That's a pretty good one. Giants at home. Green Bay, but at home. And I don't know what you're going to get out of the Packers. Personally, I think Aaron Rodgers will be quarterback in Green Bay, but who knows? Who who knows? You you, you know you you could have. You know, uh, Jordan Love being your quarterback. And if that's the case, then that's that's an easily winnable game, right? And the Raiders, and then Dallas. And then they get their bye week. If they can go through that stretch, the second half of the season is a joke. Denver, Raiders, Chargers, uh, what I think is going to be a bad Pittsburgh Steeler team, Cincinnati, Denver. I mean, who's beating the chefs out of that group? Nobody. Right, especially with an undefeated season on the line. No, but maybe the Raiders just because it's a rivalry. You know, you want to tell me the Chargers with a new head coach? I don't think they're at that level just yet. I think Pittsburgh's on its. I think Pittsburgh's going to have a bad year. Um, that's an easy. You know what the, the schedule works out for Kansas City? For the most part, they really only have two tough road games. For the most part, the tougher games on their schedule are at home. Cleveland, home. Buffalo, home. Green Bay, home. Dallas, home. Road games, meanwhile, Philadelphia, which you could beat anywhere. Washington, you could beat anywhere. Cincinnati, you could beat anywhere. Uh, You know, in addition to all the division games. The only two little ones Dolphin fans have to worry about or, you know, could point towards at Buffalo or uh, at Baltimore and at Tennessee. That's really it. So, back to our notion 27 to 1. You know, you can't really, I mean, you could hedge, I suppose, but Kansas City is going to be favorites in most of these games. So, you're going to have to be laying odds. I think the only games they would be underdogs would be, um, you know, would they be an underdog at Baltimore? Perhaps. Would they be an underdog at Tennessee? Probably not. That Baltimore game will be the only one, you know, barring injury or whatever. But that'll be the only one they'll be an underdog. Even Green Bay at home, they'll be a, a couple-point favorite. Buffalo at home, they'll be obviously favorite. Yeah, that, that second game of the season will be the only one, if that one. So it's kind of tough to hedge when you have the favorite. But it's not a bad little schedule. It really isn't. I mean... Excuse me. Um, you know, for them to go undefeated when you have a quarterback that's talking about that. How many games is that before the bye? Is that 10? 11 games. 11 games before the bye. And then again, you throw in Aaron Rodgers, maybe not playing for Green Bay. I tell you, uh, I've made worse 27-1 to bets. 
Maybe I'm just, you know, thinking because I'm a, as a Dolphin fan, I worry about our, you know, undefeated mark there. But uh, it's not – it's a pretty easy schedule. They worked out where they play some AFC Central Division teams, uh, but they got the right teams on the road and the right teams at home, and they got the uh, NFC East, which we all know was, was lousy last year. And the two teams uh, that you think could be halfway decent, Dallas, that's at home. And uh, who's the other one? Oh, the Giants. They're at home. I guess you would have probably preferred Washington to be at home, but uh, you know you can't a city. You're not worried about that. Twenty-seven. It's not like I said when I read that article. It was like mm, you know, twenty-seven to one. Yeah. They only lost a couple times last year. It's on you know Pat Mahomes' mind this year. It's uh, like I said, you get that uh, at like 10 to 1. You get to that all-star break at 11 to 1. And then all of a sudden, it's like, wow, this could be a lot of fun. Uh, it's worth, a, you know, if you're a $100 player, it's worth 100 bucks to put down. I, I, I would definitely do that. I, I really would. You see a uh, little uh, parlay putts there. Uh, got a sentence yesterday. Did you see that story? The 24-year-old twerp from California who threatened a bunch of players. Our, our legal system, I got to tell you, it really is just amazing. So the guy pleads guilty to one count of transmitting threats in interstate or foreign commerce, i.e. Twitter. This is the guy that was betting on, on uh, all kind of games, and he was losing. And he then went to Twitter, you know, of, of all places, at Instagram, to threaten players uh, the U.S. court said that he threatened players from the Patriots, Blue Jays, A's, Padres, uh, Rays, and Pepperdine's men's college basketball team among his targets. He acknowledged, get a load of this, of sending threats via direct message on Instagram for the whole world to see, which shows you how much of an idiot this guy is, right, to four Rays players after a game, I guess they lost against the White Sox that he no doubt bet on Tampa Bay, right? The message included, and this is a little graphic here, so I'll sever your neck open, you pathetic blanks. I'll enter your home while you're sleeping and sever your necks open. I'll kill your entire family. Everyone you love will soon cease. I will cut up your family and dismember them. Um, This is stuff that he sent out. So he sentenced yesterday, right? What do you think he got? You know, three, four, five years in jail, six years in jail. Rikers Island sitting next to Bubba and Jethro. Six months home detention. Sending stuff out like that, he gets six months home detention. Wow, our court system is amazing. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Scott Wetzel sitting in, as we always do, closing out hour number one of our two-hour extravaganza, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. See where 38-year-old Frank Gore, speaking to the NFL, wants to play another season. He's played 16, says he's working out. Uh, He says he hopes he gets an opportunity to join a club, uh, but it's got to be the right situation, he says. And I'm thinking to myself, 
Yeah, okay, Frank. You know, you're 38 years old, brother. I hate to break it to you, but beggars can't be choosers. I don't care if it's the Jacksonville Jaguars come a call that you're going to play if you want to play football. You know, I don't think you're going to turn down an opportunity. Excuse me, either want to play or you don't want to play. We've seen too many teams, you know, go from last to first in the NFL. So uh, I, I don't know what the wrong situation would be. I do have a question, though, with him. Seems to be a good guy. You know, you don't hear too many scandals involving him, right? He played for the Jets last year, Buffalo two years ago, Dolphins three years ago, Colts four years ago. So what's the point? The point is he has amassed 961, 722, 599, and 653 yards last year. Not bad numbers for a 30-plus-year-old running back, right? I don't understand why he's let go by all these teams. You know, unless he's being a pain in the ass behind the scenes. But we've seen this before. Like, what is it that, you know, when he ran for uh, 961 yards uh, for the Colts in 2017, what made them say, okay, that's it, we're done with you? You know, when he ran for over 700 for the Dolphins the next year, what made the Dolphins say the following year, all right, we're done with you? You know, when he ran for 600 for the for the Bills the following year, what made the Bills say, okay, we're done with you? And, and they ran for, you know, 653 for the Jets last year, which was a pathetic Jets team. What's making the Jets now say, okay, we're done with you? I, I don't, you know, I don't get why he has to bounce from team to team to team unless it's his own accord, but kind of weird. But we've seen veterans do that, right? I mean, he's been a fairly productive guy for, like I said, a guy who's in his upper 30s. You think one of these teams would say, yeah, we'll, we'll take you back, but not the case. Well, maybe Frank Gore will or will not be on an NFL team this upcoming year. All right, hour number one of the books, full hour to go. We got opposite picks, all the trends, and all our picks for next hour right here on Opposite Picks Sports Radio. 